Coming up on November 18th is the Manitoba Loud Music Awards. Nominees include 62 bands and 28 industry pros from right here in Manitoba, 19 of whom have been featured on this podcast. There are 18 awards chosen by you, the fans, that will be awarded that night, and you'll get performances by School of Rock, Ash and the Arsonists, Northern Royals, Book of Ghosts, and the mighty Econoline Crush. Tickets are available at myparktheater.com. Again, that's the Manitoba Loud Music Awards, November 18th at the Park Theatre in Winnipeg. If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch was probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing... Go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Okay, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with a, a guest who is new to the podcast and, and relatively new to me as far as your um, your solo music goes, but I, I get the impression you've been around for a while uh, playing in various projects and, and, and making music in Winnipeg. So I think the best uh, way to start this off really is if you want to introduce yourself and give a bit of background about what you do as an artist. Yeah, sure. Hi, um, I'm Elliot Feeling. I have been... Uh, playing music in Winnipeg for, yeah, like a couple of decades, I guess now. Um, and really, like I started in classical music. So I went to, got, did my bachelor at the U of M and, uh, you know, played in a band called the Lonely Vulcans. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. The, I love that band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, they're really fun. And we actually got together uh, the end of last year to do a um sort of a reunion show and we might be recording at some point again cool. soon but uh yeah so and I've played in a couple other bands you know like other people's bands but um I've sort of always had not always but like over the last let's say 10 years or so I've had this songwriting thing on the side and um making this album was kind of my first uh, step, you know, of doing my own music kind of as a thing for myself. So that's, that's where I'm at right now is that I'm releasing my first EP, uh, next month. Well, that's uh, kind of an interesting place to be in that you, that you've been doing this for as long as you have. And now finally this, this music is coming out. Um, have you always been writing? Like has writing always been something you've done, uh, sort of just throughout the various projects you've been involved in, like writing for yourself? Um, yeah, I consider myself a very non-prolific songwriter. <laughs> and I think that that's how I've struggled with that identity a little bit, too, is like, am I really a songwriter if I'm not really writing very much? Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's something that's definitely come and gone. 
over time. And there's definitely been periods where it's like, oh, I was, you know, writing a lot of songs during this time. And I think especially during the pandemic and a lot of my songs actually came out of um, both the like feelings of isolation around the pandemic and then just the having, you know, more time and yeah. just spending more time alone and more time at the piano uh, just kind of naturally uh, yeah just naturally contributed to actually a few of the songs on the album is that um you mentioned right off the top that you have that that classical background mm-hmm. and listening to some of your stuff it seems like you know there definitely are are, are hints of that that come through in, in your songs now how does that affect I mean, I guess before we even get into that, how do you define the kind of music you play? Because, I mean, it's the question that everyone hates answering <laughs> because there's so many yeah, different ways hard. you can answer it. And a lot of people don't really have a, an easy, you know, uh, Cole's Notes version. But before we even get into mm-hmm. that, that classical background and all that, how do you, what do you call it? Like, how do you define what you do? I mean, uh, I always <laughs> want other people to answer that question. You know, I feel like in a few months I'm going to ask my friends, okay, like, what, how would you define my music? Um, and I feel a lot of the uh, style of my new album um, really came from having it done at House of Wonder. Um, with Adam Fur turned my kind of like basic piano singer songwriter uh, moments into these like lush <laughs> soundscapes that sound almost like yeah, almost like, I don't know, folk pop or something. I would consider it like singer songwriter as a genre, but uh, it's it's much richer than that in the the way that it comes out, like the way that it sounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I, I, the, the House of Wonders thing is interesting too, because I think that they do have that, that, that studio from all the different projects that have gone through there. There is a sound. There's some, something about that House of Wonders that I don't know what it is, but th- there's a vibe that... that kind of is is present across all of the all of the projects that have gone uh, been released yeah well i really liked his uh, uh what he's he has an ad that goes up on instagram and it says something about turning a good song into a good recording yeah and about how like he wants to be present for that process and that was really appealing to me as someone who had never put my own music onto into into the studio before I really wanted to have that sort of like extra help and like extra arranging which he really provided really beautifully so yeah I think again yeah a lot of that sound comes from comes from him and I would just consider myself kind of a you know like piano singer songwriter I don't know okay well so then 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 to go back to what I was I was gonna ask as a piano singer songwriter if that's what we're gonna call it um how does that kind of more formal background um, translate to writing songs that are a lot more maybe pop oriented or maybe more less less um what's the word for it maybe less complex in the sense that you know you're playing something classical it's, yeah. it's very very um <laughs> there's a lot going on right and whereas a folk song or a singer songwriter yeah. song you can have a lot happening but at the core of it it's a fairly simple structured uh, piece of music mm-hmm I am not sure how to answer that because I feel like I've had to uh, try to let go of a lot of my classical background in order to be able to write. And in fact, um, a lot of my journey as a singer songwriter, like I learned how to play the guitar about 10 years ago ish. That might be wrong. 15, not sure. And that was partially because it was like, 
I found out playing guitar where I didn't really know what I was doing. I was like, oh, I only know six chords, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't have the sort of the voice in my head of theory being like, well, this chord should go to this chord. <laughs> you know? I was just kind of like making it up. And sometimes it's hard for the moment and try and create something beautiful. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking over at my piano, which is over here. <laughs> trying to be like, how did that happen? I don't actually know. <laughs> no, fair enough. Fair enough. Do you, do you, do you still write on piano? Is that, or is guitar kind of become the main instrument that you write on? It's kind of both. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not very prolific. <laughs> uh so it's when i can get a a song it's always like hallelujah we did it you know we got one um i'm finding for the more proficient i'm definitely am more proficient on piano because i've been doing it for most of my life of course yeah. uh, so i think that's part of the reason that i i wanted this my first EP to be on piano as well is because it really is where I am more confident, like where I, I actually can shine a little more. So um, choosing the songs for the EP, it was kind of like, I think maybe not even consciously, but just kind of, kind of wanting to like put the best part of myself forward. You know, it's like, let's, let's pick like the, the kind of what I consider maybe my, my most polished or most, uh, um, yeah, presentable songs, and and they're all they all just happen they all just happen to be on piano. I think because that's where I am the most polished. So, who knows where the next uh, where the next album is going to go? So suddenly in the present tense, forget the hours that she spent, and see this for what it is a second chance.
you have this this album that's coming out i mean at the time we're recording this it's uh, i guess a few weeks away uh for being released um mm-hmm. what is what's sort of the plan going forward are you fully launching into this now this uh, as a solo artist and is this project kind of like you know in in full go mode or, or will people be waiting another 10 years or 15 years before the next one that's wonderful and i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> it's funny i feel like uh, I've never had this super clear understanding of my own goals, but I feel something I was thinking about earlier today when I was thinking about doing this interview, I was thinking about the cycle of creating and how I think, um, how I think sometimes, or I know for myself, I've gotten stuck in the like, okay, I've created something. And especially in music, it's not like a painting where you create it and then you have to put it somewhere, you know, like you can create a song and it can be an amazing song and no one can hear it. Or, you know, you can have like 40 people like it on Instagram and that's it. Like it, it, <laughs> it's very um, ephemeral in that way. And so and I think that I've gotten stuck in that part of the cycle where it's like, OK, I've created something. Now what do I do with it? Yeah. So my my feeling is that um, now that I've like actually gone through the rest of the cycle, which is, you know, do the recording and now all of this self-promotion stuff, which is not the stuff that I'm very used to doing or very good at. Um, it just it feels like once all of that is done and it's actually out in the world, then it'll be like oh okay what's next you know and then um i'm looking forward to uh going back and doing doing some more songwriting like in the winter time and um 
Yeah, I'm not sure. That doesn't really answer your question because I don't really know what the future uh, of Elliot Feeling is going to be. I know that um, putting together a band for the show that I'm doing has just felt so good. It's felt so... Uh, like it's just been such a rewarding experience for me as someone who's never put together a band to play my own music before. Um, That was sort of what my next question was going to be anyway, actually, is is how does this work live? So yeah, who who did you find and and how did you uh, sort of determine what you wanted for a live band? Yeah, well, we're still, we're still putting it together, but um, so one of the people I'm very excited to have in my band is Joanna Miller, and she uh, is she was uh, she's always been kind of like my favorite drummer in Winnipeg. She does the blue, the Bill ugh, excuse me the um, Big Dave McLean Blues Jam at uh, Times Change. So I've been watching her play for like life, and she's just the coolest. And I just happened to ask her to do to do percussion for my album and she said yes which was amazing and then she said yeah if you're you know if I can make the gig I'll do it and so that was just yeah that's just been such a treat to be able to have her on board um Ryan Menard who's also a longtime uh, blues jam person uh is like the cornerstone of my band right now he's the one who's been (laughs) able to practice the most that's been great my friend Harry Bus, who is rock uh, scene, um, so he's just you know super proficient yeah. uh, musician. Uh, and I asked Nathaniel Felicitas, who is a cellist uh, with Cantor Dust, and, and has played on everyone's records projects, I think. And yeah, yeah, she's very cool, and she agreed yeah. to play with me. So, um, and uh, who am I forgetting? I oh yeah, and then and then. Um, Oh, uh, see, I knew I needed to write these, all of these names down and now I'm blanking on it because I, um, and then my, my friend Roger who plays uh, saxophone in a whole bunch of other bands um, is also going to, is going to jump on a few tracks. So yeah, so the band is, it's coming together it feels really good. How different are the songs when you have the full band, when you're, when you're working on them for this show versus kind of how they were when you originally put them together? Oh, so different. I mean, I'm so used to just sitting at the piano and playing and singing by myself. Yeah. And uh, and even in the process of recording, uh, Adam had a nightmare with me because I just don't play in time. <laughs> I'm a pretty okay musician, but for some reason, you know, it's like you're only playing with yourself. You only have to keep your own time. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So it's it's absolutely a challenge and a journey. Uh, and honestly, it's still ongoing. So I have no idea. <laughs> I find myself getting lost in time. My body pulled through hours, but none of them are mine. I'm looking for a place where I can just be free to lead a life that's meaningful to me. Never wanna write the words that come out of my head. They seem so cliche. I know they've already been said. But I've got a catalog of songs inside my heart, and I owe it to myself to make a start. So that I can move forward. 
face our failures and love ourselves for faults. We only have the rear view and we're moving forward blind. So we gotta try our best to stay aligned. Light it up so I can find it. Build it so I can deny it. Light it up so I can find it. Build it so I can deny it. So I can move forward with my life. Paralyzed by judgment as I feel for what is right. How do people hear this band? I mean, it's going to be, like you said, uh, from the time we're recording this, it's a few weeks away. What are the details of the release? Show? Yes. Sure. Um, it's November 18th at XQ's. And uh, we have Bicycle Face and Mulligrub opening up, which is very exciting. It's a great lineup. Uh, made up of dear friends. Yeah. And they're really great bands. So, um, yeah, it's $15. It starts at 8 p.m. And yeah, I'd love it if, if people could come. That would be so sweet. And is that the same day that the the uh, record comes out as well? Uh, actually, uh, the so I'm releasing the single uh, Friday, October 27th. Okay. So this Friday as we record. Uh, and then I'm going to release the album the week before. So the Submariner comes out November 10th on all of the streaming platforms. Are you putting out physical copies as well or just streaming for this one? No, just streaming. But I am going to have some uh, physical things because I like physical things. So uh, I made a lyrics booklet that is, um, it's all collaged actually oh, cool. uh, out of photos that I've taken. So those will be available and I'm going to get some stickers as well. Awesome. But yeah, no no physical things, no physical CDs or is that just because this is uh, the, your first kind of attempt at doing this and you want to see how it goes? Or are you just, do you prefer the, the digital only uh, format? I don't know. I feel, I know that I don't actually buy physical items and like physical CDs and records. Um, and so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not married to not doing it. And I know, um, like there's some beautiful albums that are coming out and it would be very cool, you know, to have like, a, you know, artwork on a record yeah. at some point. Uh, but I know that the timeline for getting vinyl pressed is very, uh, difficult to work with. And so it just seems like, yeah, for this one, it would just keep it simpler to just do the digital 
online release, which honestly is enough work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause you can't, you're not just the creative person. You have to be doing all of the uh, promotional stuff. Like you mentioned earlier too, there's a whole other yeah. side of it that, that I think it's one of the, the good and bad things about the sort of the, um, the bar has been lowered where everyone can put out their own music, which is great. But then everyone also has to take on all these other roles that maybe 15 years ago wouldn't have been the case, but now it's kind of, you got to learn all of this stuff and, and do it all at once. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not, you know, it's not everybody's skill set. So for sure. Yeah, maybe yeah. one day I'll be able to hire someone to do it for me. But uh, at this point, I'm just, you know, I've given myself permission to not do all of this perfectly, which I think is very important uh, in all of this work. It's just it's just enough. It's enough to just do it, do what you can. And the rest is, is it's just fine. Well, that maybe brings up another question is, is, you know, with everyone and their dog releasing albums online and it, the availability to do so is it's so it's so convenient and, and and not easy but not as hard as you know as hard as it was um how do you mm-hmm. get yourself heard um uh, like out of all of this mess of everyone is, is releasing music 24 7 there's new albums coming out from from everyone all around the world mm-hmm. do you have sort of a plan on how, how to get heard i mean obviously people know you people you've played in bands with people who've seen your other projects they've been listening to your music your friends your family everything like that those people will yeah. for sure check it out. But how does one, I mean, I haven't been in a band in like 15 years and I'm kind of glad because I see stuff like this and it's like, I don't know how I would do it either but <laughs> you know, to yeah, get, get music totally. out there. Yeah. No, I wish you could tell me. I, no one ever knows the answer to that. <laughs> I, yeah. I have no idea. And at the end of the day, I think it's like everything else. You never know who it's going to reach and maybe it'll end up on a playlist and someone will hear it and have a connection to it. I always feel like the personal, interpersonal connections I have in Winnipeg in particular, because Winnipeg is such a rich music scene, it is. those are, are so much more meaningful anyway than, you know, kind of just like picking up something picking up something online. Um, I'm very old school in that way. I'm very much like um, I yeah, I I think that it's I think that it's enough at least at this point in my in my quote unquote career. Um, it feels like enough to just put something out and have even people that I know listen to it because I I you know after playing kind of um, open mics here and there and playing in other people's bands, again this is the first time that people are going to hear something that's like oh wow. You know, Elliot did that. Like, yeah. I, you know, created something whole for the first time. So that it means a lot to me that it's people that I know, you know, and who knows? Well, that, you're going to get the, the best feedback probably from people you know anyway, right? Up by something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. Working under duress 
if people are hearing about you for the first time on this show, what's the best way for them to kind of follow what you're up to as far as uh, mm-hmm. potential upcoming shows or, or new music being released, things like that? Yeah, um, mostly Instagram. I also have started an email list for people on Instagram because I know there's a few of them. Um, so if people want to email me at elliot.feeling at gmail.com. So Elliot spelled E-L-L-I-O-T. Um, that is basically those two ways. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And then I'm on the, Facebook too, just newly, but it's, it's, a, it's, I don't even know how to use Facebook. So. <laughs> awesome. It's terrible. Bring us to our knees 